Ready? Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, the video game music podcast. Episode 2-10. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. This is our 20th episode, and I am really, really excited about today. If you couldn't tell by the way I introduced myself, <laughs> I am excited as well. Quite grooved up as well, too. So yeah, we're all jazzed up, ready for some, uh, some great video game music. But on a little bit of a sad note, we did have a guest lined up today um but i think we're gonna have to bring him in in the next five or so episodes and have him here in person because we were having a lot of technical difficulties curse you blasted internet you're so good to us yet sometimes so i, I um if you're listening to the episode wit we'll um we'll see you next time we'll have you on and we will do our um, music battle is what we, what we had planned but today for our 20th episode pernell you even chose it Oh yeah, I, I thought I was having this weird desire to have a rather unconventional topic today, and it just kind of hit me. Sports games. Sports games have some of the coolest music, which is awesome because I typically hate sports. Yeah, I'm not a. <laughs> not that I hate sports. I'm just not a sports fan. I think like on past episodes, I've said like you know I don't believe there's bad music. There's just you know the music isn't for you. You just don't you don't enjoy it, but someone else might. Sports is a thing that a lot of people enjoy. I grew up in a sports house, but I never got into it. I guess I guess maybe I shouldn't say I hate sports. That's kind of strong. You make me think about that by the by your descriptive. Oh man. It's, it's more like <laughs> I like I'm not just I'm not big on sports in general based mm. on how they're built up and how they're how people have built them up. Yeah. And uh, also it's the sort of thing where I'd rather be playing it myself than watching it. But True. video games video games have a weird way of making me appreciate them. Like I couldn't sit down and play, you know, NBA Live or Madden, whatever number they're up to. Yeah. But I could play the Mario sports games or I could play the Sega sports games. Well, I'll tell you this, like I couldn't sit down and play like Madden now, like on PlayStation, whatever. But I can sit down and just enjoy a great game of Tecmo Super Football or Super Bowl for the NES. Bo Jackson. Yeah, that was, that was so much fun. How about Joe Montana? Joe Montana. Remember that guy? <laughs> <laughs> Bo knows Famicom. <laughs> but no, I, I have a lot of memories playing um, NHL 93 and like Mutant League hockey with my brother. Um, just because he was big into sports, but these these video games they were so much fun um, in, in the day. So they had some great soundtracks, and we're just going to showcase them. And I'm really excited. Same here, man. And unfortunately, I didn't choose the game tracks from these games, but I wanted to shout out the fact that Double Dribble and Bases Loaded played a large role in traumatizing me from my childhood <laughs> really? because my brother had a knack for spanking the ever-living daylights oh. out of me in those games. I'm talking 100-point leads in double dribble. Ooh. I would cry, tears down my eyes to my mother. He's beating me too bad. <laughs> Punish him for that. And uh, later on, when I wasn't such a whiner, I would play Cyber Base Wars, which was also an awesome game. Um, robot Base. Yeah, we played that a lot. And um, yeah, my brother, was so, my brother was so good at NHL 93. Like He knew exactly how to hit you so that your guy would fall down and blood would come out of his head and then he'd be taken out of the game. <laughs> I don't know how he knew it, but like it was just a certain move, a certain like character, it just knocked him out. And, and of course there's Blades of Steel, which everyone just played 
just a fight. Yes, and then later I played Hit the Ice, which was a similar motif. Oh, that sounds really familiar. It was on Turbo Graphics, and it was a three-on-three t- three teams with a goalie, and the whole goal, the whole point of the game was just to beat the tar out of each other. It was really good, though. <laughs> well, that reminds me of another one they actually had at the uh, the barcade nearby. I'm not sure if they still have it. Uh, Arch Rivals. Remember that one? Yes, I do. The basketball game. Yeah, the right? basketball game where you're just throwing elbows and. <laughs> and yet NBA Jam, I couldn't get into. Really? Even though it oh, had all man. the cool codes and the boom shakalakas, is the game that yeah. lost me the blockbuster video game championships because I could uh, not score well on that game. Now, for me, actually, I had a problem. I remember that. I competed at that when I was a kid, and I, I had a problem with Sonic and Knuckles. See, I killed it, Sonic! Because I, ne- I never played it up to that point. Oh, I man, I sat there. I grinded that game out. I think <laughs> no, I think it was Sonic 3 because it was Angels. It was Angel Island Zone 1, and it was most points you could get on that level, <laughs> and I ripped that thing a new one. Tore it up, and then it was like, hey, boom shakalaka. Like, not shakalaka. Oh, not man. in this house, so. Right. I'm rambling now. I gotta stop. No, that's cool. Uh, I've, I've just We actually have a lot of history with sports games for some reason. Who would have thought? I, I guess I don't hate them as much as I thought I did. I so, like retro sports. So I, I picked um I picked some games. Actually, I picked some games I actually I don't think I've played before, but I really enjoyed the soundtracks too, so I'm going to get into that one. And um, so for my first track, I am going to be playing from Super Tecmo Baseball for the SNES. And it is by the artist, I'm sorry, the composer and artist. (laughs) Yeah, Ricky, Ricky Rhodes. (laughs) Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. Rick Rhodes, Super Tecmo Baseball. This is called Preparing for the Game. I'm calling it Preparing to Get Funky. Mm-hmm. Listening to Preparing for the Game from uh, Super Tecmo Baseball by Rick Rhodes for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, this is like this is like an '80s funk jam. I'm, I'm imagining like like Janet Jackson on this track. I don't know what I'm imagining as I listen to this. I just keep going. Beep, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> yeah, that bass is funky. It's like it's like really low. It's like boom, 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 boom. I'm imagining like a guy with like a like a bass like really high up on his chest, and he's like plucking it. And he's got like shades on. The guy stands and gets an announcer's box with shades on. It's like his double sided baseball jersey. He flips what he needs to for the team. This whole soundtrack is super funky. The the, the title track, um, there's actually an extended version of the title track on the uh, OST that's like. Sounds kind of like an 80s, 90s, like kind of rap track. You make me want to go and play this game after this episode is concluded because, quite frankly, it sounds freaking awesome. Like, I've, I've never played this in my life. The only baseball game I've ever played is Bases Loaded at that period back then, in Cyber Base Wars, of course. So, this is surprising. No, it's really cool. The um, uh, the, the, the track, this is, it also came out on the Genesis, and the track is actually really, really good on the Genesis because, like, the, of that, that really deep, like, Genesis bass. Oh. That was my dog trying to get out of that room. 
<laughs> anyway, yeah, this is the um, this is the '80s funk jam that I've wanted for the show for so long. Well, honestly, now at this point, we might have to come up with that as a theme for an episode: funk, funk jams. Funk jams. That'll be a, that'll take some like that might take me two weeks of prep though, because good luck finding nothing but funk jams from <laughs> games. Well, yeah, a lot of my tracks I've just I've I've listened through them like actually at the job, just like with the headphones on, just coding and listening to music, and this is one of those tracks that just came up. Mm, I like this. I like that's how I am too, but I usually focus towards more looking at individual games at, at the time, yeah. like describing down stuff. But now you got me wanting to jam out to this. But <laughs> yeah, it's not much. It's not. It's not a long track. It's it's a short one, but it's a, it's a groove. But so you've got something coming up I've never seen before. Oh yeah, I've been. I shot from the hip on this from the moment we once you agreed to me with working with sports tracks. Oh, I just yeah. kind of. Knew exactly what I wanted to play across the board. <laughs> cool. So let's start with a fresh one for one of my all-time favorite video game composers. The guy's name is Motoi Sakuraba, and the track is Speed Golf from Mario Golf Toadstool Tour. back you are currently listening to speed golf from mario golf toadstool tour composed and written by motoi sakuraba that's for the gamecube the nintendo gamecube that it is <laughs> and oh my god this track is so awesome that's, i love it to death that's really fun yes which is amazing because it plays in one of the most stressful modes in mario golf which <laughs> is the speed golf version speed, speed golf tell me about speed golf basically it's normal golf except you're battling against the clock so you don't have time to do what you typically would do in a golf game, which is to sit down and set up your shot and check for wind mm -hmm. and distance. You're just hitting a ball and you're going to the point where you're trying to beat the clock while at the same time you're not paying attention to what's going on. And every make, every mistake just makes you angrier and angrier. So like a par three or a par four ends up being like 17, 16 shots. Oh, no, it doesn't get that far because I turned the game <laughs> off by that point. I can't. Like, whenever I've actually beaten a course in Mario Golf, you know, Speed Golf, funny fact here is it's because I resetted the game so many times that when I finally get a run that just happens to be a perfect run, it takes forever, which is why I may have done a full speed gun run like twice. Now, the, the, the name Speed Golf reminds me of um, uh, video game speedrunners, and I'm imagining a, speed, like a, a game speedrunner 
playing through the speed golf version of this game because it would take such precision. That would be really fascinating to watch. I wonder if anyone actually does that. I bet someone does. We'll have to look for it later just out of curiosity because I am curious myself now because this this game is brutal in that regard. I mean, the game is hard in its own right, If you're not, especially if you're not proficient with golf games mm-hmm. and you just kind of came on board because, hey, it's Camelot and Mario, you know, <laughs> which is what I did. Um, the game does not pull punches. After the first two courses, it becomes pretty challenging. So have you ever actually played golf? Real golf, I have yeah. gone to the putting range with a buddy of mine. I'm sorry, the driving range, and yeah. I've gone to the putting range. Uh, I have yet to get on an actual 18-hole course, but I have a buddy in Chicago who keeps talking about we have to try it sometime. I would like to see what golf is all about. Yeah, I, I've never actually played. I played a, a pitch and putt. Have you ever heard of a pitch and putt? No, no. It's like, um, it's like a small version of golf where the coals are extra sh- sh- like the... the <laughs> I, I heard you say it. the coals. I'm thinking like the you're coals. all like walking across fiery hot coals to yeah, get to your next hole. That's the advanced version. No, the um, <laughs> the, uh, the course is shorter, and you just use like um, like the irons or like the chip, the the, the wedge or whatever, uh-huh. and you just kind of just do little short shots. Okay, so it's kind of like barely just kind of knocking it up here yeah, and there, but yeah, not yeah. no good, power shots. Yeah, no power shots. It's just kind of a short version of golf. I think there was only like nine holes. They used to have it no on pressing that, B to get your I'm, super I'm shot. Putt putt place that was on two hundred two. Oh yeah, that, pl- that place is poor. That's long gone now. Yeah, had a dinosaur on it. Remember that place? Yeah, unfortunately, I destroyed the dinosaur. Um, I think everyone destroyed the dinosaur <laughs> at one point. Actually, oh wait, no. If you look, if you watch old old clips of MTV Jackass, they destroyed the dinosaur. Oh well, there you go. I don't yeah. feel so bad anymore. They did it. Yeah, they they did it. <laughs> <laughs> they totally did it. So on the golf tip, I've got a golf track for you for now. Oh really? I've been hoping for that. This is for the Sega Mega Drive. The game is Putter Golf, and uh, uh, the song is Title Screen and Background Music 2. Listening to Putter Golf for the Sega Mega Drive. The artist is um, E Fugu. That's all I have is E Fugu. And this is the title screen music and also the background music too. And again, again a funky track, but this has got like a smooth, summery, like R&B kind of vibe going on. Like I can see myself like driving, like the sun's going down. 
with like, like the cool wind coming through the car. You could almost see Outrun being played Actually, while this yeah, track is got, on the radio. It's true. It's got like an Outrun kind of feel. But this, that kind of like little keyboard solo, it sounds like a, like a singer. Play golf okay. with yep. me. Put on. <laughs> we play golf with you, yeah. Because <laughs> you bought the cart. <laughs> and then it's got that little uh do 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 it's just this whole track i think is just so good i i could listen to this all day long it's just it's in my head it's totally in my head i'm liking it like i said you like do you like you have a pigeon for picking tracks from games i've never touched before which is nice because this is a fresh experience for me this sounds really good there this is a little like secret right Golf games have some amazing soundtracks. Yeah, they do. Because there's not a lot going on. <laughs> Just picking up grass and dropping it and seeing where it blows. And something about golf and smooth jazz just kind of go together, right? Well, golf in yeah. itself is a rather loungy sport. Right. You don't have to be like in real good shape for golf. And you don't have to be in real good shape for jazz. <laughs> well, I don't think I don't think pro golfers or pro jazz musicians want to hear us say that. But I do agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't help but like sing like while we were listening to the track, and I was like, "This is so good." <laughs> so good. <laughs> Just picture a guy, like a really large guy on the golf course, getting rolled up to the tee, like yeah. passing my club. <laughs> no, just I'm like imagining just I'm imagining a dude with a keytar, right? And he's like in the um, in the little golf cart driving around with the guys and he's like playing the keytar while the guy's trying to play golf. He's got a hat out for tips. Yeah. This is the best par I had on this course. Here, here's some money. Oh man, I'm on the green. I need a little need a little putting music. <laughs> hey, hey Fugu. Hey, E Fugu. Play a little putting music for me. You got it, boss. All right. It's it needs to happen now, clearly. I think I think this would improve your game. I think I'm ready. I think when I do go golfing, I'm going to get one of my musician friends and I'm going to ask him to play the game yeah. for us. Or just get like a boombox and just like kind of play this out your car. Yes. I think you seriously brought up a great idea for like music covered sports events. Like, <laughs> it needs to happen. It needs to happen soon. I don't know who's going to do it. Any of you music uh, music festival oh, you know, yeah. organizers out there listening? I thought you I thought you were talking this. about like an actual like sporting event where they play classic video game music. That or actually, yes. If you go to like a Flyers game, that's like, what I'm a thinking. Philadelphia like, Flyers game, and they play like Blades of Steel in the background. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. It'd be akin to something like a, like an adult sports league that takes place in downtown, but. Yeah, actually have music played over them, yeah. usually from video games, and this is played by actual bands. Like that adult singles dodgeball league or whatever, and they play um, Super Dodgeball. Exactly. That'd be pretty good. Played by a local band. Yeah, or um, uh, uh, Spike Super Spike V-Ball. Yeah, we need to make it. Kings of the Beach. Oh, God, I want to do this now. That'd be great. All right, we, we got to move on. Yeah. We're going to actually come up with a whole event oh. while on the air here. Just kidding. Yeah, this might be like the... Uh, this might be the rhythm and pixels sporting, you know, get together, right? <laughs> sports gala spectacular. None of us know actually how to play sports, but time to learn. We'll get down. Anyway, all right. So, um, do you have golf coming up? I don't know. No, no more golf. We are changing gears. We're moving to a brand new sport. Papa's got a brand new sport. Ooh, what you um, got? Talking about virtual tennis. Oh. Anybody out there remember virtual tennis? I sure hope oh, you man. do. Because if not, I play this game to death in the arcade. I like so much. Yes. Well, everybody's about to get a, lead, a nice, not quite lethal injection Ooh, of 
Virtual Tennis in the form of Beginning of Destiny, written and composed by Chiho Kobayashi. You're back. You are listening to Virtua Tennis, Beginning of Destiny, track composed by Chiho Kobayashi. This game was on the Sega Dreamcast during the year 2000 or so, shortly after the system itself mm-hmm. launched, and it was an instant hit in my household. Oh, it was an instant hit everywhere. Like I said, in the arcades, this like most of the, the early Dreamcast games were released in the arcades because of the uh, uh, the arcade Naomi board that Sega produced was pretty much a Dreamcast. With a little extra memory, like, stuck in an arcade machine. And I'm so glad for it, because this game came home. I hadn't even touched it in the arcade, because, again, it was just like a sports game. I didn't even think much of it. Oh, but yeah. um, I, already, I even remember who I used to use. I used to use Tommy Haas, regular <laughs> character, just to tear it up. And my brother and I used to have quite a bit of a rivalry in this game, too. Specifically, I had a friend come up from down south for a visit. And while he was visiting, we ended up throwing down a two-on-two doubles tournament with my friend versus him and his friend. And suffice it to say, whenever this track came on, I got pumped. Like, <laughs> it was like there was no losing when this track played. I wasn't having it in my you house. Were, you were feeling your destiny. My destiny had just begun, <laughs> and no one was going to overwrite it. Yeah, um, I, mean, I loved how the Dreamcast had four controller ports in it. Yes, I mean, the 64 started off with that concept, but to see it on a next-gen console at the time was yeah, phenomenal uh, because oh, everybody yeah. else wasn't trying to move to that beat it became the party machine exactly you had the power stones you had this they attempted sonic shuffle we try to forget that <laughs> um but it was just a lot of quality products on that system choo-choo rocket choo-choo rocket totally and then um yeah the gamecube after that um they went for four controller ports right yeah the gamecube kept four controller ports i think going forward every nintendo system kept with the four yeah, it was right around that time i stopped buying video games to be honest with you if you didn't have to, you knew me by that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you had everything. <laughs> so I was like, just come play my stuff. So what's interesting about this track that I noticed is the um, the organ comes in later on, and it's just a, it's it fits right in behind the guitar. You almost don't notice it right away. I it, but right in this breakdown, you get it. Uh. Well, I go for wait for is that guitar, but wow. <laughs> now I'm remembering back on episode 15 we had my cousin Mike and he's a guitar player and he would love this track he would be so in- I know he I know he would be into this track if you're listening to this you know what's up <laughs> and if you're listening to this you need to come over so we can break this out again and slam down some tennis balls oh, that'd be awesome oh <laughs> yeah slam down some tennis balls smashing <laughs> I love this game now I want to play it darn it 
It needs, we need to do that. Do you still have your Dreamcast out? Oh, I have everything, man. I got my stuff. We, we can just, do it. Since we moved, I put all of like my old systems into a box. And now since we've moved, I know where that box is. <laughs> yes. Break, if you're not breaking out, then I am. I don't know if it'll play well on like a, on the big TV, but... We'll, we'll deal with well, it. We'll deal with it. We'll deal with it when we check it out. Anyway, Virtua Tennis. It was, they were, it was amazing to me also that they were still keeping up with the Virtua name. <laughs> I don't think they... I guess up until the end of the Sega of Sega's console lifespan, they just did. They never stopped. Well, Virtua Fighter is still a thing. Um, but like back then, it was Virtua Racing, Virtua Fighter. Virtua On. Virtua On. Was that... Yeah, Virtual On, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the robots. Yeah, robots are awesome. Yes, they are. Twin <laughs> stick robots are even better. All right. Moving on to my final track, final um, classic track. I am really excited to bring you um, an NES track from the game uh, Ferrari Grand Prix Challenge for the Nintendo Entertainment System. This is the title theme, and the artist is Neil Baldwin. And I love this track. I This, this has been really, really on repeat on my iPod. It's awesome. So I hope you enjoy it. It's the title theme from Ferrari Grand Prix Challenge for the Nintendo Entertainment System. listening to the Ferrari Grand Prix Challenge for the Nintendo Entertainment System. 
This is the title theme by Neil Baldwin. And man, this is such an awesome track. This is another example of a track that makes me wish I had played the game it came from because I would love to get down with this on a game. I don't know. I, a lot of racing games for the Nintendo I couldn't, couldn't get into. But this has got that Western sound all over it. It's, it's really long. It uses the, uh, the arpeggiation effect for those kinds of like chords in the background that sound like bleeps. And it just and it goes up a key at the end, and there's these cool, awesome, cool breakdowns. Oh, the song is so good! It's so good. On the positive though, this is this had a U.S. release, yes, yes, it, it came from the U.S. Yeah, it came out and uh, by so, I, uh, released by Acclaim in 1992. Good. That means it should be easy enough to track down to play. Yeah, we should definitely check this one out. Oh, I do want to play this now. <laughs> this yeah. sounds really good. Oh, yeah, right here. Like when this came up, I was waiting for this to loop, and then this came on. And it's just amazing. And this is the title screen. Like, how long are you going to set the title screen on this thing, right? Well, clearly, if the tracks are sounding this good, you would sit at it for quite a long time. You sit down, you turn the game on, and you all discuss who's going to play first. Who's, which controller are we going to use? Yeah, are you is turn- Jim still in the bathroom? <laughs> turn it on, you know, go make yourself a sandwich, come back. And I'm like, oh, just listen to the title screen music a little bit longer. Yeah, go use the bathroom, come back, finish your sandwich. I got to do the dishes now. Yeah, you got to keep going. There's always something that takes place before you can press start. Thankfully, there's a chill, awesome track to keep you company while you're being delayed your playtime. <laughs> this is a the waiting for food music. <laughs> Actually, it reminds me of um, some of the uh, like the Western composers um, for the uh, the Commodore 64 or the Amiga, um, like working on the the old uh, Sid Sid sound chip, where there's only three channels, which is a lot like the uh, the NES hardware. So, but it's just it's got that sound to it. They're really like the bass is actually really deep. He's making the bass face. I can't help it. Sometimes I wish there was a camera on me just for the faces I make when I try to play this groove out to these jams. Yeah, I'm, having, I'm just enjoying this. Yeah, we do dance a lot. This is a really, really strong episode. I'm, I'm loved to, all the tracks on this on this episode so far. I agree. And again, the fact that we just kind of like shot this out of our back pocket, like bam, this was a completely surprising topic. I just, just wanted to do it for a change. I wanted to see if we could do a topic based on games that we typically don't enjoy or play, yeah. or we thought we didn't enjoy play, well, rather. You know what, let's bring it on home. For now, what's your final track? Final track for this session would happen to be an obscure game that I had growing up, hmm. Mega Man Soccer. Oh, I've, I've only ever heard of this game, never seen it. I had it as a kid, got it from Caldor, overpriced, <laughs> but a lot of fun. And for this particular session, we are going to go with the Skullfield theme from Mega Man Soccer, Super Nintendo.
And you're back to Rhythm and Pixels. You are listening to the Skullfield theme for Mega Man Soccer, written and composed by three individuals, actually. Toshio Okamoto, Norihiko Togashi, and Kinichi Tomizawa. Hmm. This game is a game that not too many people I know talk about, and it makes me sad that I don't know too many people that do know this game because yeah. I loved it. I loved it so much. Um, it doesn't play like a typical Mega Man game because... Because you're playing soccer. Because you're playing <laughs> soccer. They try to give it a plot, and it makes no sense because <laughs> the way it works is your team is initially fielded by nothing but a bunch of Mega Man because clearly there's like 10 of them now. Well, he's just, you know, Dr. Light had, didn't create just Mega Man. He wanted to create a whole team of Mega Man to play... Soccer. In the FIFA League. Yeah, they, they're a team of Mega Men. And when you go to a track, you take a stage, for example, like, this is Skullfield. You pick Skullfield, which is Skullman's soccer field. His entire team is outfitted with Skullmen. Good. And when you beat him, you get one of the Skullmen drafted to your team. And <laughs> if you've ever played, like, Super Dodgeball from um, Technos Japan, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, this is a similar premise where every robot has its own style of super shot. Oh, cool. And each robot also has its own sort of stats, so I don't think they actually displayed the stats. You just kind of saw how they played while you used them. So so kind of like Mega Man in that, like, you kind of get, you beat them, you get their power. So you get, you get a skull guy on your team. Exactly. You just yoink one of their players, which is essentially getting their power. And the robot... A lot of these Mega Man side games always had a sort of new quote-unquote robot exclusive <laughs> to that game, but Mega Man Soccer actually pilfered, if I remember correctly, they pilfered the exclusive robot from Mega Man with Dr. Wise Revenge, which was Inker, the guy who had the mirror shot. Oh, um, yeah, E-N-K-E-R. Mm-hmm. Look at that now. And he was the bonus character for this game before you fought Dr. Wily's team. Um, it was a solid game, though. It had the, it had slides. It had super shots. It had the running jump cheer when you got a goal. Oh, that's cool. Now, I see um, uh, there's some Proto Man music in there. What, did he make an appearance in the game? Yes, he did. I'm trying to remember if he was like a secret battle or not, though, because I don't remember actually battling him so much, but I know he was in the game. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, I was just... I was jazzed by this thing, though, to death. And it came out of nowhere. Like, I didn't know it existed. It wasn't Nintendo Power or anything. It was just on the shelf at Caldor one day. And I had to have Mega Man playing soccer. As you're saying, Caldor brings me back. <laughs> Man, I tell you, Caldor, Zare, Ames, every other variation in that same building had the name of Yeah, it was like Marshalls. It was just like an everything store. <laughs> <laughs> but I got all my overpriced SNES games from there. Oh, wow. So. All right, well... Um, I think that brings us to the final part of our show. What do you say for now? We get into this. I'm about ready to go. This is time. Now is time. <laughs> this is the time. Piece of time. For the bonus round. Bonus round. This is the part of the show where we will play um, covers or remixes um, of songs based on today's theme. And today's theme is uh, sports games. I did a bit of a stretch um, because I wanted to play a new band that I found. Um, I found them actually through Twitter. Um, they liked our show on Twitter. They're called The Lame Genie. And this is their remix, um, sorry, their cover of Rainbow Road for Mario 64. So racing. It's racing. It's racing. With instruments of destruction. Right. I mean, it might not be like, you know, real people, like real deal, Evander Holyfield, real deal racing. We did just pick, <laughs> I did pick Mario Golf Toadstool Tour. Okay, I have a mushroom right. putting across green pipes. So I, I'm, I, I'm still in there? Yeah, I'll give it to you. <laughs> I'll let this one slide. All right, so this is um, uh, Rainbow Road from Mario 64 by Lame Genie. Oh, and I think you're going to like this one. Ooh. 
Rainbow Road from Super Mario Kart 64. I am glad I agreed to let you go with that because that oh was my. awesome. Yeah, these guys are fantastic. Um, check them out um, at bandcamp.com or I'm sorry, lamegenie.bandcamp.com. They have like six albums of, of, of music and they're up there for free. Just download them. But you know what? You can pay them some money for them too. I think they deserve it. I think it's just as much as you can give them five dollars, ten dollars for like a CD of music. It's they're so good. These guys are amazing. They have a whole album called um, Speed Runs, where they, it's like ten tracks, and they just play like the little short like pieces of music that are like only like five seconds long. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. These guys are so good. The way they like, all the guitars harmonize with each other, and they bring in that um, like the NES kind of like keyboard sound in the background. It's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, I was enjoying that. Yeah, those guys was... are on point. I'm glad you like it. Usually, you're bringing the rock music, and I thought today I'll do it. You had to bring, you had to bring the jams too. Step Absolutely, up, yeah. Turn it up a bit. <laughs> turn my headphones up. <laughs> well, I also went with rock this time, though. I don't think it may not may not be as hard hitting as that, but it still is really good. I went back with them to some of my old favorites, retro game remix, who is run by a guy who goes by the name of Eric Ladd. Um, I used him before for Legacy of the Wizard a ways back. But mm. I ended up deciding to go with him for a track from a game that you might have thought I would have ignored, but I did not. Ah. I was just saving it. <laughs> Blades of Steel from Blades of Steel. Yes. <laughs> and this man here did a remix or re-envisioning of the intermission theme, awesome. which is typically played between halves and while you're fighting the first boss from Gradius. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like that they give you like a little game to play in between the game. Yes, it was so awesome. Okay, cool. Konami had a knack for doing that, actually. Oh, totally. Um, but this is Intermission, done by Video Game Retro Game Remix.
That was the Retro Game Remix. So good. I feel like this entire episode, I've just been dancing in my chair. Like, this is unprecedented. Like, <laughs> how much I've liked every track. Literally every track that's been played today. Now, usually I, I, I like every track, but not every track gets me, like... Moving. Moving like this one, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like... I've been doing the I've been doing the cha cha <laughs> the shashaba everything. Oh man, that was a great cover of Intermission by Blades of Steel. Yeah. Oh, oh, from Blades of from Steel. by the Blades of Steel. Blades of Steel. That's a cool. Have you know that's an awesome band name. Now you know that band Steel Samurai. They should be the Blades of Steel Samurai. Oh, that could be a that could be an offshoot. Like band. Kind of a crossover thing. Could be an offshoot. Like one of the guys decides to come up with a side project. Yeah, and all he does is sports games. <laughs> <laughs> If you're listening, guys, there you go. That's, that's that'll be the name of your side project, man. Right. <laughs> Blades of Steel. For more, <laughs> for more information on the artists covered in the bonus round portion of our show, check out the website rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to their web pages, SoundClouds, and Bandcamps. Thank you for listening to our podcast today, our episode 2-10, our 20th episode, and it's our focus, our first true focus <laughs> on sports games. I could see myself even revisiting this topic at some point because clearly we have a fonder appreciation of sports games than we thought we did. Absolutely. Um, we covered a lot of systems um, from the NES to the Dreamcast to the GameCube even. We even get to some of the other oddities, like hit the ice on Turbo Graphics, or oh yeah, you've got this this knowledge of Turbo Graphics games. I'd really like to, to dive into. Oh. I want to get into your your brain, your sports game brain. It's full <laughs> of gelatin and I don't know country crock. Uh-huh. But like, yeah, I mean, this is I just I this was an excellent episode. It came out of nowhere. Country as a topic. crock just like sunk into my head all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> That is awesome. Uh, I, did, I, I was like, wait, I was, I was like, like yeah, 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 yeah. Country, country croc. <laughs> country croc. That's right. It's getting late, folks. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, but this was an excellent episode. I am looking forward to season three as we go yes. or stage three, as we call it for this show. Yeah. Um, um, so, uh, there will be a three dash one will be our next episode. And we actually have some um, some listener suggestions. Um, we appreciate your emails, your, your Facebook posts. Um, your, your Twitter pokes and all of the social media things. But we, we love hearing from you guys. We got some great suggestions for the next couple of episodes. Um, and we're going to get into that next. We, we haven't decided on which one just yet. So we'll, we'll talk about that after the show. But... I'm just ready for all of them by the by sheer fact that people <laughs> suggested themes to go with. It oh, totally. feels good to say, hey, what's in the bowl today? Oh, like it feels yeah. has a bit of more charm to it than just us coming up with them, you know? Yeah, we, we love hearing from you. And um, if you want to talk to us, you want to send us an email, send us an email. At rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. And if you want to check out the full track listing, the list of composers, and more information about the show, check out the website, rhythmandpixels.com. Great. And then if, um, if you like what you're listening to and you want to hear more every week, hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. And if you're on iTunes, please give us a rating, leave us a comment, let us know how we're doing, and it helps other people find the show and just you know, get down with some great tunes. It's just... 
hit us up, man. Because honestly, I love talking games. I love talking games with my friends. And I would love talking games with you, my potential friends. <laughs> You're like uh, your future, future friends. Yes. Yeah. It sounds like a TV show, too. Future friends. The, f- the future. <laughs> the future friends. <laughs> the future friends. Brought together by fate. Robin Pernell, the future friends. Yes. Although we listen to the games from the past. <laughs> <laughs> to save the future from, I don't know, something to do while they're cooking dinner. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, our our uh, special guest uh, this week um, it, it had some technical difficulties. We just couldn't make it happen. We, uh, we rescheduled a couple times, just couldn't make it work. We're actually going to bring him into the studio maybe in the next... Um, five episodes or maybe on our next our next ten episodes on our 30th episode we'll bring him in um, but I know he gets really busy this time of year um, I want to get him in sooner because honestly the sooner we get him in the sooner we can talk food. yeah um, a great chef restaurateur food truck master I, was, I think that's very accurate food Steve. truck master um, of the Kapow food truck in Wilmington Delaware Whit Milburn will be on the show in the future but for now, it's just us. <laughs> Boo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let us know. Send us an email. Hit us on Facebook um, slash Rhythm and Pixels. Check us out on Twitter at Rhythm and Pixels. We're out there. Let us know um, what you're thinking. And we'd love to hear about it, talk to you. I think we said that enough times, right? Yeah, just a bit. But we can't, ever, we can't overemphasize it enough, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well... My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. And this is the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. Thank you for listening. It's always batter up time when you're ready to hit the plate. Just saying.